Hey guys, welcome back to Topics with Tim. I am glad you've joined me for yet another podcast. This one I'm really, really excited about. This will be definitely a different one than I normally have done. Typically my Topics with Tim channel is focused on sports, NFL in particular right now, uh, health and fitness. I do a lot of nutrition and exercise, weightlifting type of podcast, but I have another passion and I'm excited to finally bring this forth. I love money. <laughs> I don't love it as far as it's not my idol. I know that money, at the end of the day, my security for me is based on my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not based on money. Money, literally, one day, those numbers in my bank account could just disappear and I would be left with nothing. And the only thing I could rely on is my relationship with God and that he has he's watching out for me and has a plan for me. That's it. That's my main security. So I, I don't love money in the sense that it's, it's the end-all, be-all. It's not, guys. If you are not rooted in something else other than money, then money, like they say, is the root of all evil. And will, if, if that's where your money is everything to you, then you're likely to, you know, probably hurt some people in order to get more or do whatever it takes to get more. Anyway, it, it leads people to do very, very bad things. We all know that. So that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is I really love saving money. For those of you that know me, I, I live a very, I live a lifestyle where I live very, very much underneath my means. If I'm not putting at least 400 to $500 away each month, I'm disappointed. That's, that's how much I need to be putting away each month for me to feel good about my saving. I'm somebody who kind of goes, has gone to the extreme as far as saving money. I make my own deodorant. I make my own toothpaste. I cut my own hair. I make my own laundry detergent. I live, I guess, more minimalistic. I still have a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I live kind of a more minimalistic lifestyle. I only shop at thrift stores. I don't really care about clothes or style. I've never been somebody who cares about fashion. I'm happy to get my $10 shoes from the thrift store. Happy to get my $2 tank tops from the from the thrift store. That's no big deal to me. Honestly, you can find some serious gems at thrift stores. But that's not the main focus. of. I just want to give you a basis of what kind of my lifestyle is when it comes to money. And I'm always looking for the future. And I love saving money because it means I don't have to work a job that I hate as much, right? The inevitability is we all got to work. We all got to do stuff we don't like in order to make money so we can put food on the table, have a life, yada, yada, yada. And kind of one of, I guess, the sad realities in some way of today's society is we spend, you know, eight hours a day at work, five days a week. We tend to know our coworkers better than we even know our own family or our own friends. We have no leverage in a lot of ways because, you know, I, and I don't understand why there's not more financial literacy taught in high school. I feel like we should take it all four years, stock classes, investment classes. Those for me, I feel like are so much more practical for just the average Joe to be able to have financial security because there's no there's no way faster to stress than financial insecurity to be in debt to not know if you're going to have enough to 
pay your bills, to not get kicked out of your apartment, to be able to afford food for the next week. There's nothing more stressful in this life than being in a financial situation where you are living paycheck to paycheck. It sucks. It's it's, it's awful. So I'm really passionate about saving money, about understanding money, about having the right mindset with money. And I would love to impart kind of my knowledge and my wisdom of whatever I have to give to you because I have felt I've had a lot of financial security over the last three or four years or so. And it has really opened up everything for me to where I can go and pursue my dreams. I can pursue the dream of having time to make podcasts. I can pursue the dream of potentially acting. I was able to actually be in a musical at my college that I would never have had time for had I had to work eight hours a day, right? So having that financial security allows you to pursue your dreams, pursue your passions, things that might not be monetarily viable right away, but maybe down the road as you as you get into them more. So I'm really, really passionate about this issue, guys. I love, I'm just now starting to get into investing. I'm starting to think more as an investor because I want my money to build and to have to have passive income coming in. So again, once again, I, and you know, if, and if you love your job, perfect. Like that's, that's, you're a winner. If you love what you do, Hell yeah, because if you do you do that eight hours a day, five days a week, and you freaking love it, you're living the dream. You're living the dream. God bless you. But if you're not, and you're somebody who's doing a job that you hate, or maybe just it's okay or whatnot, right? You're probably thinking, gosh, if I had this eight, these eight hours, what would I actually do if I didn't have to work this job that I that I don't like? What could I pursue? Could I pursue more education? Could I try out this other thing that... I might, you know, lose money for a couple of years before it becomes viable. Maybe start my own business, right? The 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 opportunities open up quite a lot when someone is financially secure, and it's nice to have leverage in situations where you're working for somebody, and maybe your boss says, "Hey, I need you to work all five days a week. I need you to work weekends. I need you to work sixty hours," and you have the leverage to say, "Hey, I don't." I don't want to work that much. I have a family I need to take care of and spend time with. I have other things in my life that I want to pursue. No, I'm not going to do that. That's too much for me. And to be able to have the leverage to say no to those things is is empowering and very important so that you're not taken advantage of. And you know, obviously, a lot of employers, not every employer, but for the employer's most part, what benefits an employer is somebody who is kind of more desperate, right? If, if you are, are living to paycheck to paycheck and you have to work full time, 40 hours a week, and and that's just your only option to be able to put food on the table and be able to pay your bills, well then, you know, the employers, he's kind of got it nice because he knows that you're going to show up five days a week and work eight hours, that you're going to work those extra weekends, you're going to put in those 50, 60 hour work weeks, and there's and you know you're going to do it because you're in a situation where that's that's your only option and so obviously it makes employers a little more uncomfortable when you have a little more say and you can say you know what actually um I only want to work you know 40 hours because I have you know my kids dance recital I got to go to or I've got this other avenue I want to pursue or I've got the side hustle that I really enjoy and employers don't always like that but to have that leverage is is really nice so I am trying my best to uh, both save money, both get into investing, try to create passive income, try to build up something like this, like my podcast. I'm also into YouTube, just trying to find other 
sources of income that are more passive so I can continue to pursue the things that I love and I can continue to enjoy, you know, feeling financially secure, feeling not not panicking and being able to yeah, just pursue things that I I love to do with my time. So, hopefully this video can help you out. This video is how to save around $500 to $1,000 a year, depending on how much you use this little trick. And this is beautiful. And before I get into this trick, I want to say that if you're somebody who is in a lot of credit card debt, I, I worry that you might take this a little too far because at the at the very beginning of something like this, the, your mindset has to be in in very strong in that a credit card is not your money. You have to believe that intrinsically a credit card is 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 literally not free money. It is coming from you at some point. Okay? It is not free. In fact, most of the time it's actually even more expensive to use a credit card because if you're only making minimum payments, then you're paying interest. So whatever you're buying, actually you're losing more money. It's becoming more expensive to buy those things with that credit card because of the interest rates. So I even, as a trick, I started writing debit card on all my credit cards. So every time I pulled it out to make a transaction, it would remind me, it would trigger my brain to go, oh yeah, this isn't my, this isn't free money. This is coming out of my account in a week. Do I have the funds in my account to afford this credit card? Right? So it comes first with that mindset. Now I do love credit cards and the fact that you do get rewards, right? Why not get something like instead of using a debit card all the time and getting literally nothing, why not use a credit card if you're good with it? And if you're making, this is not for anybody who is making minimum payments. Do not go the credit card route. If you're someone who you've got plenty, plenty saved and you can make the full amount, full payments easily, then you need to be using your credit card. It's, just, it's free money, right? So let's say you get two, 3% back. That's free money that you're going to have to spend anyway for like if I, I have to I have to buy gas. That's that's something I can't not buy. So if I can get 2% back on my gas every time I buy gas, hey, you know what? That money adds up over time. I can take that money. I can reinvest it. It's perfect. In fact, I would highly recommend, and my, my boss actually at my previous job gave me a great idea. He said, get a Fidelity credit card and start making purchases with that because, you know, you on stuff you have to buy, right? Again, the, the trap that people fall into with credit cards is you start to think, oh, I'm going to use my credit card because I'll get this 2% back when really it's 2% is nothing. And I know I'm sort of countering my own point here because 2% is something, but it's also nothing. And what I mean by that is you you can't think, okay, I'm going to make this extra $10 purchase because I'm getting I'm going to get rewarded on my credit card. That's a, that's a false way of thinking that does not work. You will lose money over time if you make purchases that you don't need or that you weren't already going to make anyway and use a credit card and think, oh, I'm getting 2% back because that's really nothing. But over time, if you use it, it can become something. So as long as you're buying things you were already going to buy regardless, why not get the 2% back versus getting nothing? But again, don't fall into the trap of thinking that, oh yeah, 2%, 3%, great. I'm just going to buy these extra things now because I'm getting money back. You're not getting very much money back. That's not what it's intended for. So anyway, if you have a credit card, that's great. If you have credit, a, a better credit score, this trick will work better for you. But the key with credit scores, 
And ideally, I mean, me personally, I would hope to never actually have to need my credit score. And what I mean by that is in an ideal world, I would love to be able to pay for anything just upfront and not have to rely. Now, I think that's not quite realistic for everyone, even for me, someone who's, who's trying to save a lot of money. I doubt unless I hit the lottery or just really hit on some investments or something, I doubt I'm going to be able to have just the cash to buy a $400,000 home, right? That's, that's probably not realistic for me, at least at this point. So I would need to have my credit score to show them, Hey, I'm good with money. You can, I can buy, you know, I can put a down payment down on this house and you know, you'll still give me the house knowing I'll pay it off. Right. So that's the purpose of the credit score. Ideally, of course, I'd love to not be able to ever have to do that. I'd love to be able to just pay for everything in cash. So far, I've been able to been able to do that. I haven't had to use my credit score for anything. But again, that's just me. Like I, I have a, a, a an 89 Toyota Camry that I drive, right? I'm not making really big purchases where I need credit yet. If I ever did want to get a house, that's probably something I would need. I would need that credit score. But anyway, the point of the credit score in this situation is this will get you these credit cards. So the trick that I use just to save, again, it's not a huge thing. I'm not saving hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm saving maybe 500 to a thousand dollars a year by using this trick. And the trick is, and again, I also have a really good credit score, so I don't really get denied for any credit cards. So that's also kind of key. You kind of need to, before you can use this trick, you might need to build up your credit a little bit. So that way you can have access to whatever credit cards you want. Cause some will deny you for the most part, these companies give them out like candy. So you shouldn't have too much problem, but in case you do, you'll have to bump up your credit score. And the key to getting a good credit score is this, is these, you know, three major companies that overlook all the financials. They want to see how much money do you have access to and how much are you using? That's it. That is the key to a high credit score. So it actually would benefit you to have five, six, seven credit cards that you don't use or just use very rarely. Because what these companies see is, oh man, Joe has access to 20 grand that if he wanted to, he could spend all 20, all 20 grand tomorrow using these credit cards, these money, you know, hey, one card has, you know, $5,000 limit. The other has $3,000 limit, right? Joe has access to 20 grand that he could spend tomorrow. But wow, you know, Joe's only spending about $1,000 a month. That's it. Wow. Joe is really trustworthy. We're going to bump up his credit score. That's it. It's that simple to get your credit score up. They just want to see how much money you have access to, how much you're actually using. And again, of course, if you're obviously, if you're not paying your bills on time, that's going to hurt your score. So again, this is for someone who's not in any sort of, Hey, I'm making minimum payments as someone who just, again, you're using your credit card because it's just a way to get some free rewards points. And it's a way to build your credit score because you know, you're going to pay back all your bills anyway, right? Not a person who's in credit card debt, who can only make minimum payments. This is not for you. Okay. I would not recommend this, but for those of you who do have, you know, a good, a decent credit score and have are paying off things to where you're not making minimum payments again. So you don't have to worry about, you're not worrying about interest rates because you're paying everything off. You're getting that 2% extra for free because you're not just buying extra things because you think you're getting rewards. You're actually just, you know, getting rewards for things you would buy anyway, gas, clothes, food, right? You're going to buy this stuff anyway. Might as well get a couple percent percent from it. 
So what I do personally is I actually, so my Fidelity card, which I use most of my purchases on, I get about 2% back per purchase. And so I take any money that I get from that. So I think over the course of the three years I've had it, I've maybe gotten like 150 bucks cash back. And so I've just immediately reinvested that into Fidelity stock. Cause I'm like, shoot, might as well just put in some index funds for them so it can grow and you know, I can turn into more and more as, as you go. So that's kind of my current trick that I do with any cashback I get. I just, again, so it's convenient just to toss it into a fidelity index fund. Now this, this trick I'm, I'm, I keep alluding to, I'm going to mention it here. So what I do is anytime I know I have to make a big purchase. So for example, last year I really needed a laptop really bad. I didn't have one. I like to do a lot of video editing. I use it for podcasting. I like to game. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a gamer. So I wanted, you know, a kind of a higher end laptop, one that would allow, have the specs for editing and gaming, right? So, I, you know, I did my research, you know, talked to my cousins who are super knowledgeable. They, you know, found one for me. It was about 700 bucks, right? So I'm thinking, okay, 700 bucks, but maybe, maybe I can save a little bit of money on this, right? So oftentimes these credit cards offer these deals to try to get you hooked into their credit card. And they'll say, Hey, if you spend $500 in the first three months of opening this credit card with us, we'll give you 200 cash back. We'll give you $150 cash back, something like that. Right? So this is an easy way to just save a couple hundred bucks each time you have to make a really big purchase. Right? So I knew I was, I knew I was going to buy the laptop. This wasn't something that I was just buying because, Ooh, I'm going to get rewards points for it. No, no, this was a need purchase that I had already planned to buy regardless. So before I bought the laptop, I applied for a credit card. One that said, if I spent at least $500 in the first three months, I'd get $200 cash back. So I applied for the credit card. I got the credit card. I purchased the laptop on the credit card. I instantly got my $200 back. So a $700 laptop turned into a $500 laptop for me for just the simple action of the 10 minutes it took to open up a credit card and maybe the extra 10 minutes it took to pay the bill on the credit card as soon as it came out. I'm one of those people that I'll just, the moment I can pay, I can immediately pay back the credit card. I'll do it immediately just so a, I don't forget because sometimes you just forget and then you'll be like, oh crap, I missed that payment because I forgot and they'll charge you an extra 20 bucks because of a late fee just because you forgot, not because you're bad with money or anything. You just, you just slipped your mind that you had to pay that credit card bill. So I usually try to just do it right away, boom, get out of the way. And that way, when I do look at my bank account, I'm seeing an accurate picture, right? Because if I'm looking at my bank account, but I have $1,000 of credit cards that I haven't paid off yet, then my bank account's $1,000 less. But what I'm seeing in my bank account is I have thousand dollars more, but that's inaccurate. That's not accurate to what, how much money I actually have. So it's, I like to have as accurate of a picture as possible. Whenever I look at my bank accounts, boom, I know exactly that's my, that's how much money I have to the T and I don't have to worry about, well, do I have that? Or maybe there's, you know, so again, pay off my credit cards, boom, right away, get out of the way. So boom, save me $200 on a $500 laptop. Now I've done this. I do this at least two to three times a year. Because one of the other big expenses for me that's a need have to expense is car insurance. And so what I will do is I will pay my current my car insurance off in full. A lot of people do month to month payments, but at least through Progressive who I have, they offer like a little bit of a discount if I just pay it all up front. 
And what I do is I search for one of those credit cards that is, hey, if you spend $500 in the first three months, right? I know that my my car insurance alone for that one payment is going to be around 300 right? So, boom, there's $300 right off the bat. Odds are in three months, I'm going to spend $200 either on gas, on food, on hanging out with friends, entertainment. Just naturally, there are going to be things that I'm going to spend money on, probably around $200. So, perfect. $300, boom, goes right away. I use that credit card for the remaining, you know, however long until I, I reach the 500 and then I stop using it. I go back to my Fidelity card and hey, I pay off my card. I get $200 off my car insurance. My car insurance now only really costed me 100 bucks instead of 300. So this is kind of a, a, a pretty easy trick that again, there's no, no one's ever going to there's too there's a little too much oh if you apply for a credit card then they ding your credit score it's it's so minor it it really doesn't matter it really it's so minor and then the moment that you get accepted for that credit card and they put you know five thousand dollar limit your credit score is going to immediately go up so whatever ding that you're going to get for applying for a credit card don't worry about it at all it's minor and like i said the moment you get accepted oh you know, those three, I forget, Experian, I forget the other two are called, TransUnion, something like that. They're going to go, oh, wow, you know, Billy over here, wow, he just he just opened a credit card for 5000 He now has access to 5000 more than what he had before. And, wow, he's only using 1000 of it. Wow, he must be really trustworthy. We're going to bump his credit score up. And literally, like, not only did you just save $200 on a purchase you were already going to make, but now your credit score is going to get boosted because you paid it off right away. And now you have access to more money that you aren't going to use, which is exactly what they're looking for. That, that to them is trust. Having access to a lot of money that you don't use equals trust in the eyes of the those big three branches of whatnot. So... Again, I again I do this about two to three times a year. You could do it more if you wanted to, but I'll just search for a deal. You know, sometimes if it's a bigger purchase, I might do one of the cards that's like, oh, if you spend a thousand dollars in the first three months, then you'll get. So, like I said, anytime there's a big purchase, you can immediately get a couple hundred dollars off. I actually plan on doing this today because I really want to invest in a good camera because I enjoy making videos. I have a comedy channel with my friend Kyle called Kyle and Tim Shorts on YouTube. I also have my own YouTube channel, which I have over 100 subscribers. And then I also like making videos for my fantasy leagues. And I'm also going to be trying to uh, submitting some videos for some acting roles in the area. And so I need a high quality camera. So I'm probably thinking right now I could, you know, maybe a $500 type camera and hey, guess what? I can get $200 off that $500 camera. Just got to find a credit card that has that one of those deals. Hey, we'll give you X amount of money if you spend X amount of money in this amount of time. Again, boom. Spend that money. Get $200 off. Boom. So use this while you can. Again, I don't know. This has been working me. This has been working for me for probably the last three, four, five years. And I've still always can find a credit card when I need one that has that deal. I don't know if in the future this will be a thing. Maybe they'll the credit card companies will, you know, now you gotta spend a thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand some of the cards are like that. Some of the cards are I gotta spend three thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. Of course, knowing me, I don't have those kind of expenditures. So that wouldn't be a card I would go after. 
again, I'm going for the cards right now that, hey, 500, maybe 1,000, 750, will give you $150 cash back, $200 cash back. So that's, that's free money. That's free 200, $200 a pop each time. So I usually do that at least twice a year for whenever my car insurance comes out because I'll pay it in six months. I'll pay, you know, I'll, I'll pay the, the three, the chunk of 300 in six months and I'll pay the next chunk for six months. I'll just do it all up front at one time, get the discount that they're already, Progress is already giving me on top of being able to use that credit card uh, trick to save another couple hundred bucks. So again, it probably saves me at least 500 to to $1,000 a year just from doing that two to three times a year. I could honestly do it more if I wanted to. I've even done it before where I've actually, you know, paid my rent via PayPal and used a credit card, which actually dings you a little bit. Like you'll lose a little bit of, it'll charge a percentage to go credit card over PayPal, but it got me over that mark that I needed to hit to then get 150 bucks. So it was kind of like, yeah, I'm paying an extra $10 over PayPal to use credit card for the fee. But that put me in the threshold in that amount of time on the credit card where I still profited 140 bucks because I wouldn't have been able to get that money if I didn't have a large enough purchase to be able in that short in that short amount of time to be able to hit that that mark that I needed to get the cash back. So typically I don't do that just because it's not as lucrative that way, although I could if I wanted to. I could do a credit card every couple months and just put a couple rents on it and still probably come out at least a hundred bucks profit each time. But unless I'm making at least 150 to 200, I'm usually not as enthused about it. But anyway, that is my credit card tip for you. And also a little bit about how to raise your credit score, if that's something that you want. And once again, some of these cards, you might not, you might get declined. If you have bad credit or if you currently have debt, this might not be available to you because they might look at your credit score and see, oh, you still have unpaid credit card bills and we see you miss payments and your credit score will be lower. And you might not, they might not give you the card. They might say, they might decline you for the card. So again, this is something where if you don't have any credit or your credit's really poor, you probably won't be able to do this. You're probably going to want to have to build up your credit with whatever credit card you can get that just allows you to keep making payments on it to where you can build up that credit score, build up that trust for them. And then you can, again, they'll, they could bump up the amount that you have access to. Maybe you go from 1000, you're paying it off for three, four months. And then you ask to bump it up to 6,000, not because you're actually going to use any of it, but just because again, you want the, the big guys up top to go, Oh wow. He has access to that much money is only using this amount. Perfect. He's so trustworthy. She's so trustworthy, right? So that's kind of a route you can go if you want to try to get your credit score up really fast. So that way then in the future, you can do this credit card trick to, you know, save some money. So I thought I'd give you guys that. Hopefully it can save you a little bit of money in the future. And hopefully the credit cards will continue to, you know, have these kind of deals available. And hopefully you're savvy enough to take advantage of this deal. So Again, just a real quick recap. This is going to be, this is a short pod, of course, but quick recap, how to raise your credit score. Again, pay your bills on time. That's pretty key. And the more, the more money you have access to that you don't actually use, boom, the higher credit score will go. And then as far as this tip, again, look for those credit card deals. Uh, slickdeals.net is a good place to look. You can honestly just Google credit card, best credit card rewards. You'll get plenty of websites that'll show you cards and you can kind of scroll through different banks Chase, Bank of America, 
who, you know, it doesn't really matter, honestly, what bank it is or what financial place it is. Cause again, you're not using this long term. You're just applying for the credit card, getting the credit card, making your big purchase that you need to, you needed to make anyway. And then boom, you're getting your, your, your savings on it. So I hope that this tip is helpful to you. I hope this helps you save a little bit of money, become a little bit more financially secure every day. But again, I will say that your only true security, again, is going to come through what I believe to be is, is a, a relationship with God. But you may, you know, if you have another religion or something else that, that gives you that security as well, then, then by all means uh, do that. Money is not everything. Money is definitely just a tool and not something to be, to be worshipped in any way. But we all know, of course, that the reality is if you're poor and if you live paycheck to paycheck, your stress levels are likely to be higher. And I care about you and I care about people and I want you to not feel stressed. I want you to be able to be financially secure to where you are not stressed because stress, I'm someone who I know all about stress. I was hospitalized because of insane stress levels. So I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for those of you who are undergoing financial stress and I'm, I'm blessed to be in the op- the place I'm in to not be very financially stressed. And if there's any way I can help you in that same way, then I would, I would love to do that because there's nothing I would want more than for you listener to be a little bit happier today than you were yesterday or the day before. And part of that is becoming financially secure. So anyway, I'm going to sign off on this pod. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. Make sure to like, and subscribe to my channel. And I'm going to definitely be doing more stuff like this. So on top of my sports, NFL, NBA, on top of my health, fitness, nutrition, I'm going to be doing financial type podcasts because I'm starting to, I'm starting to get more into it myself with investing and, and different things to, and I love, again, I love the process of, of, I guess accruing wealth. I mean, I guess that kind of sounds a little brown nosy ish, but I do. It's, it's kind of fun to see how you can sort of not only have the mindset and kind of trick your mind into saving, but also just the avenues and routes of what you can save money on, what you actually need and what makes you truly happy. I guess that's the end of the day is, is, is me for me. I'm finding what truly makes me happy and how I can, cling on to the things that truly make me happy by reducing, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, to be honest. So I'm just going to end it right there, but thank you for listening (laughs) and I will see you on the next pod.